0: Hello and welcome back to Much Do About Rugby, the rugby podcast where we chat about everything rugby. We are back, just me and Teddy this time, no Mackie, but we're going to be chatting a bit about the Lions and uh, the Springboks squad that's just been announced. And then we're going to talk a bit about the Premiership as it's coming to the tail end of the season and we've got the uh, playoffs coming up. But um, first of all, we're just going to go over the Springboks squad that's been announced. Um, Ed, Give me your first impressions on that. Do you think it's a good squad? Do you think what, what are you thinking about it?
1: Yeah, hi everyone. First of all, it's it's good to be back after a bit of a break. Um, I think, yeah, I think it's obviously being the world champions, it was always going to be a strong squad. Uh, but I think some some notable names in there five sale players. I think that's that's a bit of a surprise. Both all the Dupreer brothers. So I think there's Dan. Um, Jean Luc Dupre, actually, no, no, none, no, uh, fly half, no, so Jean Luc
0: Dupre is there,
1: but yeah, Dan, Dan, yeah, but Dan, Dan and Jean Luc are the twins, and then they have a brother who plays fly half, I can't, oh, I remember yeah. but, um, yeah. no, so I think they're quite big inclusions, to be honest. I'm, I'm not sure if I've seen enough of them at sale to really justify that, but maybe they're struggling as well. Jasper Visa. The number eight for Leicester's made it in there. I don't really know how because, you know, Leicester aren't the most amazing side. But um, also Joseph Dweber. <laughs>
0: because <his laughs> name's quite
1: Not <funny>. <laughs> but I have seen him play before. I think he plays in France for someone like Montpellier, and he's he's quite quite a strong ball carrier, certainly. So um, no, uh, some classic names as well like Pfaff de Klerk, obviously Andre Pollard. Mornay and Francois Steyn, The Steins. Uh, so yeah, I think it's it's a, it's a strong, it's a strong squad. Yeah, uh, but yeah. I still think the Lions, the Lions will hopefully do a job on them.
0: Yeah, mate. I'm I'm just looking at the the uh, lineup here and their their loose four is actually kind of ridiculous. Like Dan Dupree, Peter Stefatois, Sia Khaleesi, quaggasmith Dwayne Van and loads of other people. That's just like the main name. And then outside backs are actually quite filthy as well. Like Fassi, Willie Rood, Damian Valenza, Cheslin Colby, pimpie, uh Speckman, the sevens guy. It's quite scary, to be honest, but it's got quite yeah. a lot. It's a, it's a pretty bloody big squad. Um, I'm interested to see Roscoe Speckman play some international
1: rugby, actually, see if he gets on the pitch. Because, you know, we've seen him tear up in the sevens scene, obviously. And then he's he's been at the Bulls for the last few seasons and certainly scored a try or two there. So I think it's going to be really interesting to to see if he gets gets on the pitch. But obviously they're, they're so strong in that position. I think we'll likely see the combination of uh Mampi Mampi, um, Cheslin Colby and Willie LaRue. Yeah. I also Damian Damien, Damien Willemser's yeah. in there. Like yeah, he's he still... a really good option, actually. He had a, he played for Saris for a bit, didn't he? Yeah, he's still knocking about, mate. He's still knocking about. No, it's it's. There's a couple of people who I d- just don't know. There, like, yeah, this? I have to agree. Similane, I've never seen him play. Um, Pengster, your Pengster, that sounds like a joke name. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I I will I will have to go and uh, check out some of these YouTube highlights or something. I think I was looking up the. Uh, Scrum half Sanele Nohamba, he's
0: uh hmm. he's also
1: a little a little uh pocket rocket I think who's
0: uh pretty pretty small but pretty quick so yeah it's good to see Reinhardt in there as well he's a big big, bit class and um man their score's actually quite I just don't like I don't get how they have so many good players like it's just kind of weird like you don't hear about like their a lot of their like we don't watch South African rugby now really at all like I don't. Now that it's not the start, now that there is no, um, they're not part of any super Rugby or anything like that. So I don't even know what, what they like. Obviously, you've got all those sale players, and you've got a couple of them playing in Europe and stuff. But it's kind of mental how they still have such like a strong team, and like some of them have probably not been even playing that much, but they're still like regarded some of the best players. But um, who 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 is your give me give me your two standout players from that squad then Ed?
1: Well, Faf de Klerk, he's central to everything that South Africa do at the moment and basically the way they won the world cup um he's also you know pretty good for sale so i would say he's my number one one to watch uh other than that i mean it's it's quite difficult to choose but i think someone like macazoli mampimpi but because even though we all know about chess and colby obviously for Toulouse, and and they just won the uh, european cup uh, I think he could go under the radar a little bit because he was the... Wasn't he the top try scorer at the World Cup? He was, he was um, good, though. He is just good. He is just a good player. Yeah. So I think, uh, you know, there's, there's, there's definitely big, big threats on both sides of the of, of, the, of the pitch for South Africa.
0: Yeah. Um, I think I'm going to have to... I'm keeping an eye out for Damien Delendo. Just He was just so good in the Champions Cup when he was playing for Munster. And just any time I've seen Munster play... Delend Delende's just been ridiculously good. Like I didn't realise how good he was until I saw him play at Munster. But he's just a bit of a beast. Why why do we not have someone like that for England? It's kind of annoying, but Loki do. We have Manu to but he's not playing for the Lions yeah. because he's a yeah. ninja. Watch out. Yeah. <laughs> but um, so what's the, what if you had to give a prediction, a a very early prediction, what are you saying for the the test uh, um... with lions and uh I think the
1: Lions lose the first test match Mm. just because of like teething problems and stuff and the pressure being a bit too much. Um, Obviously, I'd like to see the Lions win all three, but then I I would like to think that after after that first test, uh, it being behind closed doors as
0: well. uh, Yeah, I think they'll win the next two. Yeah, I think I'm, I think I'm feeling the same especially in that first test I think they're just gonna get absolutely like obliterated up from just by pure power and they're just gonna not I think they're just not gonna realize how much power South Africa have and gonna maybe go a bit a bit light on their forwards potentially like you saw we know this squad there's either a mix of absolute brutes or like just like pe- people yeah. with, like just pace and like skill
1: quite it is quite a mobile like, some of the players that Warren Gatlin's picked are, qu- are quite mobile in, in comparison to this massive South African squad. Like, you look at the locks, and you've got Lou Diago, Ivan like Franco Monster, RG Snyman. They're all just
0: absolute units. So, if we picked someone... I don't well, know. It's to, we know it's going to be Alan Wynne-Jones, and it's probably going to be Maratoja as well, but... I don't know. We're gonna
1: to have to have some. Maybe going to. Have to... Someone like Jack Conan or Sam Simmons, who you'd like to think won't start the the, the test yeah. because they're Not <laughs> as big. They're more of a mobile mobile forward, midweek players probably. But yeah, I just think them running into them. That's quite. That's not going to be nice
0: for the Lions. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think 100. I think I think we're probably going to lose the first one. Then we got get back rebuild. And come back and destroy them, and um, yeah. so Definitely. yeah. But anyway, moving on. Premiership coming to the tail end of the season, as we said earlier, we have. Pre- I think we pretty much have the top four secured. I think. I think yeah, they are secured now because uh, Quinns are fourth and they can't. They've secured a spot. So top four we have at from this current recording we have Bristol at first, Sale at second, Exeter at third, and Quinns at fourth, which is amazing for both me and you as we both support Queens. Um but yeah, that means that if it stays the current standings, Bristol will be playing Quinn's in the semis and Sale will be playing Exeter, which I'm pretty happy about because I think Bristol play a lot like uh Quinn's in like their are very attacking free-flowing team, which is where I think pretend, I think if maybe we came up against Sale, like I know we just played Sale like the weekend, but it was a very like weak side. I just think they they're just a different style player, like a bit hard to break down. Whereas I feel if we got Quinn's on the good good day. We can just out attack Bristol. Like no matter how many points they score against us, we can score more. But um, so what? What do you think? Who do you think is going to get to get through those playoffs and get into the final? And who's going to win?
1: Yeah. Firstly, I I just like to say on based on Friday night's result, which was Sale forty five, Harlequins twelve. I don't think you can really gain much from it. Mm. I mean, we didn't. I'm just looking at the team we played. Now, uh, you know, we didn't have. Uh, a few players, not to mention, you know, Marcus Smith and Danny Care, but they are kind of integral. But I think that does maybe expose Quinn's a little bit that they're maybe weak when they have a couple of injuries. So let's say uh, Marcus Smith does go off with a niggle or something in the law in the first few minutes of the semi-final, then what, you know, who comes in and replaces him? I mean, we got James Lang, uh, Brett Heron, I mean. yeah. I not nearly as good, but yeah, I ju- I think um, personally, Harlequins versus Bristol will be a really interesting game because we saw the last time that Bristol played against Quins, a really exciting match that went down to the wire that Quins probably should have won. I I think Bristol just they just it picked it, it at the end, yeah, yeah. So I think that was with yellow cards as well. So if Qu- if Quins keep their discipline and still just play the rugby that we know they can and have been playing, then I think. You know it's basically, I don't want to I don't want to like oversell Quinn
0: but I think I think that's
1: certainly more dangerous than people think.
0: Yeah I think I think Quinn's what I love about Quinn's this season is their tag is actually just relentless. It is so good. It's way too good. Like like even when they they've had so many games where they've been like one man down and they're still creating so many gaps scoring so many tries it's actually kind of stupid. Like and I just don't know how to do how like they do it like obviously, as you said, Marcus Smith, Danny Kerr just pulling strings like Joe Marchant actually as well. I think he's been really good, yeah. especially towards this this like latter end of the season. He's been like really really good. And obviously Don Brown as well. Like the oh, heart. This was actually just a dank team. But yeah, as you say, I think if we can keep discipline in defence, then I think we can beat Bristol, beat whoever's next, and win the whole thing. But um,
1: I think I think it's like Sale are gonna lose to exeter shortly like yeah. you never discount exeter yeah and they you know they they just look very very good still yeah. scoring scoring that record amount Second of tries time. against yeah. the Newcastle, oh, yeah. isn't it? Six points or something that yeah. is just outrageous that is stupid amount of tries yeah and yeah i just think i just think exeter um, i want to say they're probably most likely to win them and them at Bristol, but I think Quinn's could do a number on Bristol. So Quinn's Quinn's won't be Exeter, though, I don't think. Who who
0: fine? do you think has the best attack in the premiership? Because obviously Quinn's attack is ridiculous, but Exeter, having scoring that many tries, I like, do you think Quins would have done that much on London Irish or who or Newcastle I can't remember, Newcastle was it? Yeah, Newcastle. Oh mate, I,
1: I I struggle I struggle with it because I think Exeter's, Exeter extra kind of make a really good break or, or decent play, and then they get to the line and then they just kind of barrel it over at the end, which makes it into a boring try. Um If you see what I mean, like no one wants to see a dang break and then pick and go, unless it's for the Lions. I wouldn't mind if they did it, yeah. <laughs> did it for the Lions. And maybe it's because I don't support Exeter that I can't appreciate a pick and go try. But uh I just think, yeah, like, like we say, Quinn's play the most running rugby probably at the moment. They 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 have so much danger outside that it's it's just danger all over the park, man. You've got Tyrone Green now feeling at like a fullback now Mike Brown's been a dweeb. Um
0: he's been he's been a really good sign in this season, I think. Like you no know, we like kind of rent simmer a bit when he was like Tyrone Green signing. we like who the hell is this guy? But he's actually like he's just small but he's
1: actually just quite good. It's really weird. No. Yeah, he's got a really good handoff as well, I think. He's mm. so good. Um, I, but honestly, I, I think that Bristol probably have the best attack. Really? I think like Malins and mm. Randrandra, they're yeah. just outrageous. That kid's, that kid's a freak. Yeah. That guy's guy a freak of nature. He's so good at rugby.
0: So who, who, who final verdict, who, who's winning the Premiership this season? Give me a one 2 Exeter. Exeter one. Who against who in the final?
1: Exeter beat Bristol in the final. Yeah. Um Sale, Sale lose badly to Exeter. Like yeah. it was probably like a 40 to 20, 20 game. Yeah. And then Quinn's versus Bristol is really, really close and like nip and tuck and loads of tries, hopefully.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah. we'll just have to see. Well, speaking I'm going that. for Quinn's all the way to the final and winning it. I actually am. I actually think Quinn's can do it. Really? I actually, I, I've, I've been watching a lot of Quinn's games recently. I actually think they can do they can do it. I really, I actually believe. I believe. Dank. Speaking <laughs> of uh speaking
1: of dank, there was a game yesterday which wasn't dank. Gloucester versus Bath nil nil. <laughs> nil nil. How often does that happen in rugby? Huh? What rugby is all about. There's nil 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 games. Yeah, man. <laughs> um, we also had like a very high-scoring game. Wasps beat London Irish thirty-nine thirty-six. And then probably the most controversial game of the week was the Bristol versus Leicester game, where Mal and I just watched the highlights just before starting starting to record because I saw a post on Facebook from in a Harlequins forum saying cheating Bristol cheating Bristol cheating Bristol I couldn't quite work out exactly what was happening but something something was to do with like I can't even explain it like scrums and injuries and
0: yeah I think I think like he got like sent off he was meant to get like a yellow card or something but then he was actually injured before he got the card I don't even know so they had to so technically they were meant to have a player down but then I'm not even sure either way Bristol came away with the wind didn't they Leicester, Leicester are on the up. I'm not even joking, they actually are on the up with Steve Borthwick, he's actually doing bits. Like I know we said that about Northampton like like a year ago or something now, and that's it's, it's kind of been proven that I mean they were decent this season, but Leicester actually like playing good rugby. It seems like they just their squad hasn't changed. There's like just midway through season, Steve Borthwick comes in, he's actually just like turned it around a bit. It's like, I don't know, George Ford's playing well, putting the strings, like. They got a lot of great players, like who like just they just have a decent squad and they're playing well together, which is good to see. But yeah, I they are in
1: sixth place. They sixth? Are in sixth,
0: place. Mate, yeah, yeah I which... think last season they were literally like bomb of the table, like with Worcester. It's kind of mental. But like, where's yeah. Bath? Bath were literally like knocking about at the top this time yeah, last year. Where, where the hell
1: are they? Quite Bath are in eighth. What? I thought Bath were meant to be on the up.
0: Like, yeah. weren't they? Were they top four last last season? Yeah, yeah. Cause sale just sale came fifth last season. Bath got top four. And what about wasps? You know, it's it's weird.
1: It's almost like Quinns of Quin's have come up the ranks. Mm. So of sale, um, you know, sale is second. Sale sale have, you know, the same amount of wins as Bristol somehow. Um, but it's just about bonus points. You know, Bristol have a few more, few more bonus That's points lengthy. than them. So. Yeah. And uh, and a draw under the belt, so that's kind of helping them along the way. But yeah. you know, it's actually crazy to think like, sail without Manu Tuolangi as well have managed to climb their way all the way above Exeter and Harlequins. Even though I don't, I don't know how you see them. I don't see
0: them as a particularly amazing side. I've ne- I've never known. Yeah, I have to agree with you that I think like, they just seem a bit standard. Like just like get the work done. Like nothing. Obviously, they're doing something right. They're getting all the way to second and joint on points with a uh, joint wins with bristol but should we move on to talk about who we who are predictions for the prem player of the season this is a bit of a fun one i i've got three names who i want to put forward and those three are danny care marcus smith and sam simmons
1: that's weird because they were exactly the three people i was Wait, gonna they say are
0: literally you can't they ignore actually, you can't mm-hmm. ignore those three Danny Kerr has yeah. been outrageous this season. He's got, like, nine tries or something. That's ridiculous. Like, I don't know when the last time, like, he scored so many tries. It's kind of weird. He's, like, he's at, he's coming to the end of his career. Like, he's he's moving. He's even doing, like, punditry and, like, commentary now. But he's still, like, playing. And he's one of the best players of the season, which is mental. Like, he's, like, at such a weird part of his career. But it's so good to obviously see he's playing so well, especially for Quinns. Mark Smith.
1: He must have been up there for the Lions' contention
0: as well. Like, you couldn't ignore yeah. his form. I think I wish I still wish he would have gone. Like I would pick Danny Care over what's his name, Ali Price. To be honest, I like, I think we all know Ali Price just got in there for the because Gregor Townsend is, and they have that Scottish like link. <laughs> like it's like Ali Price is really that good though? But but yeah, Marcus
1: he's Smith is quite good. Absolutely... I, I I do rate him, but no, I I mean he's a lion
0: now, so you know I'm not going to complain about him. Yeah, the Marcus Smith has been absolutely tearing up. He's got so many more points than. Um, I don't even know who's second in that, that thing, but he has just been absolutely killing it. And he is definitely like, I think um, Eddie Jones, what he, I heard one thing he said, he's like, he started to find his own style of play where he's like actually scoring tries, getting points. And then obviously Sam Simmons, who, he's broke the record for most tries in the season, which is kind of insane. So I would not be surprised if he gets there, but I, if it's going down to anyone, oh, I, I, I think no, exactly. it, has
1: be, it has to be it has to be sam simmons really like for someone to a get called up for lions selection after not playing international rugby b like so that's just based on his premiership form yeah and so that means like that doesn't happen that doesn't happen like if if marcus smith was as good as sam simmons then he would be going on a lions tour and if danny care this is the same thing but sam simmons has been that good in the premiership alone and hasn't hasn't been able to prove himself on an international stage so therefore it's got to go to simmons but you know some some honorable mentions as well i think you know obviously we've said marcus smith and and danny care uh you know tomo flatty he's he's made the most meters in in the league by you know about 80 or so done really well we've got the likes of semi randrandra who's carried bristol um really good you got will evans who's on nearly double the amount of turnovers as anyone else in the Premiership this season, doing a bit of a Jack Willis, but not, not to the same extent. <laughs> and he's been injured for the last couple of games. So think about that, he's got 29. The next person's Tommy Raphael with 17. That's, That's crazy. crazy for me. Yeah. Um, so Lewis Ludlow just tops the tackle charts every year and he's leading it by about 60 tackles again.
0: Bloody hell, he's, Yeah. He's solid there.
1: Crazy. Uh, but yeah, Marcus Smith with the most points by a substantial margin as well. So, but when your team's scoring as many tries as as, as Harlequins are, then I guess... It comes what's, hand their point, hand, really. what's their points difference like? That's actually an interesting point. Their points difference is only 111 because they've scored 649, which is about 100 more than anyone else um, in the premiership than the next highest person, which is Bristol. Um and but they they've conceded 538, which is like the second highest amount of conceded points. Bloody so yeah, just yeah. get their defense sorted. Easily the best team in England. Yeah, but it's hard to say that because when you're trying to play such an attacking brand of rugby, you you pick you don't pick based on defense. You pick based on attack, don't you? That's how you choose your squad yeah or 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 get players in you know i don't think we bought tyrone tyrone green for defensive reasons yeah um i also think with mike brown at the back it probably shores up the the high ball situation
0: we've got got nick david coming in next year as well that's like a solid signing like we know like he was he's one of the worcester's best players like he was tearing up tearing up a bit at the beginning of the season and i think he'll be a really good option to have there whether he starts or not um you never know, but he's, he's still really young. He's like our age and he's um, or maybe a year above or something. So he's definitely got a lot of room to grow. Um, and he's obviously, he's in that. We, um, need him. Huh? we
1: need him. We have Nathan Earl. And he could
0: be just a player for the Bob. future because he, he, Eng- he was England age group. So with these England age group people, you n- never know. They can either go one way or the other. I feel they either become like a, a bang average player or they like really like just continue that trajectory up to the top. And eventually has,
1: he, has he not been playing that much recently, to be fair. Uh look, God, I don't know God. if he's been playing because he's uh I don't know, his stats are kind of dropped off at the start of the season. He was actually tearing it up, wasn't he? And just, just looking at his stats now, I mean,
0: he's not that high on any of these lists I'm seeing. Mm-hmm. So he's a he's a solid player, so I'm happy I'm happy for the the signing. I will tell you an interesting fact actually, about I heard it on um Uh, another rugby podcast, the uh, Rugby Uni Weekly one, apparently Ted Hill runs like, he's, when they do like, you know when they do like sprint tests, see how fast they can run in like a really short, in like I can't remember how fast yeah, Yeah, Ted Hill apparently can run at 10 metres per second which is ridiculous, if you think about how, if you you could do that for a whole 100 metres, that's a 10 second 100 metres but obviously he's not doing that whole way, apparently he's just rapid, apparently he's a mutant that's crazy quick that's like Surely apparently he's the quickest not. player apparently he's the quickest player at Worcester no that's a lie that's a lie that's come from Chris Ashton really who not. who's at Worcester Chris Ashton's actually hilarious Ashton's at he's at Worcester yeah Chris Ashton yeah like, he's actually hilarious he just moves not away from Quinns then Quinns do dank like he was at he was at sale as well before they were doing dank I got he just play Chris Ashton play out just for so many people now I don't know why he just doesn't retire but <laughs> He's not playing, is he? He he played one game. He played one game for Worcester and got a red card. (laughs) Wait, how did you get? How did you get the red card? Uh, Probably like stepping on someone's face or doing a tackle. I can't remember. Quite jokes though, but um, but yeah, yeah. I think um, that pretty much wraps up. To be honest, I think covered all there is. There's not a load of rugby stuff going on at the moment. It's just like the end telling the season. So uh mm-hmm. then, obviously, as the end as the season ends, like we've had the Champions Cup end, like we've got all these like other things. There's a big there's going to be a big build up for the Lions tour, obviously, and it's summer as well. So everyone's not so focused on rugby at the moment. I feel, um, I feel. As soon as there's lines, hype starts building up, everyone's going to be get, getting gassed again. And also got the Euros in football as well. I feel that's a bit more of a focus for everyone as well. Yeah, maybe we should do a Euros episode. Yeah. To be fair, I actually, wouldn't be, I actually would, would be down for that. It like, wouldn't wouldn't be that bad at all. It'd be quite fun. We'll, we'll give do- our
1: expert football opinion.
0: <laughs> um, football
1: happening on a rugby podcast. Yeah, nice. Much to do about football. <laughs>
0: But yeah, thanks very much for listening yeah, for or listening. watching everyone and we will see you in the next episode. Ray.